Hello and welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nine. And I'm the bearer of the curse, Opal. Uh, I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't follow up my curse. Um, What's your favorite? Give me, give me your top three curses. Um, Fuck. What? <laughs> that's a curse. That's a curse. Oh, word. I was gonna say like swarm of bugs. Oh, that's good as well. Uh, festering wounds. Can we do the raining frogs? I really like raining frogs. Is that a curse or is that yeah, a that's one natural of the, event? That's one of the plagues. Is it? Yeah. Did they? Does the Bible say that? Yeah, the Bible has the raining frogs in there. It's one of the things that happens to the Egyptians. One time in Kentucky, it started raining meat. Wait, what kind? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, we watched uh, Ginger Snaps uh, from 2000. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> uh, Ginger Snaps, uh, directed by John Fawcett, uh, written by Karen Walton, starring Catherine Isabel and Emily Perkins. Uh, but first, Opal, before we get into that, uh, we did watch a movie this week. We watched Wishmaster 2. <laughs> Because we were like, we have to watch the sequel. And I think it was just as rewarding as the first one. I like the first one better. The- I like. I think the first one is technically better, but there's more of the gin guy in the second one. <laughs> and I think that makes it really good. <laughs> Alright, so listen. Wishmaster, I had a lot of fun with. But it is like a normal movie. Like, is it? Like the premise is, is goofy and it's a silly movie, right? But it's like a movie. Wishmaster 2, way less of a movie. That's but, fine with me. But way more goofy shit in it. I was never looking for, like, a narrative experience, okay? I just want to see the genie, like, <laughs> and doing, like, weird fucked up <laughs> There's wishes. There's a lot of that in Wishmaster 2. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was a little bit worse than Wishmaster. You might think it was a little bit better, it seems like. I don't know if it's better. <laughs> it's just more just, of what you want I from Witchmaster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely a lot more of uh of the Andrew Divoff vamping. Watch Wishmaster and Wishmaster too. Watch them both. I agree. Watch them both. It's like uh you know what? I, actually... I don't know about three and four, but they don't have that guy as the gin, and I don't think it's worth it anymore. You know, it actually reminds me a little bit of like Highlander one and two. But, like, less extreme. Like, Highlander 1 is more of, like, a good movie, and Highlander 2 is more of a bad movie. But if, like, you brought those two a little bit closer, but it's the same kind of relationship with the original one and then the sequel. Where you have, like, kind of a normal story that you don't really care about, but the fun bits are fun. And then 2 is just a bunch of crazy bits. Except Wishmaster isn't a good movie. (laughs) But it's, like, a regular movie. That's what I mean when I say it's, like... More in the middle of that, quality-wise. Like, because I think Wishmaster 2 is way better than Highlander 2. That's all you need to know. <laughs> that's all you That's all you need to know. Um, But yeah, that that's our only movie for the week. Yeah, yeah. We are preparing to go abroad. Woo! Woo! We're gonna... <laughs> we're taking a trip. We're going to 
Tokyo. Yes. Uh, we're going to be gone. Yeah, we're going to be gone for a few weeks. So the next time you see us will probably be in April, early April. Yeah, it'll probably be our, our next episode will probably be the first week of April. Yes. So, so look out for that. We will uh, keep updates on the main page yep. if anything comes up, but that's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah, we got a two-week trip. We're probably going to take a third week off the podcast when, to when recover. We get, when we get back, we are not going to want to record. <laughs> Our schedule is going to be so messed up. It's true, yeah. So um, we're taking a week off anyway. Yeah. Um, I think that's all of our housekeeping. I think so. Uh, let's get into our movie. Ginger. Snaps. <laughs> Snaps. I did a tiny one on purpose that time. Okay, okay. Um, so, Canadian movie. Uh. You can tell. You, you can tell, I they will are, say that. They are soaring all over this movie. <laughs> it's hilarious. There's people playing field hockey. Uh, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yes, you did. Um. It only ever got kind of like a limited release when it first came out, um, but it has kind of amassed a bit of a cult following over the years. Deserved. Highly deserved, in my opinion. Um, There are a couple of sequels. There was also like a planned TV series in the last few years that I think uh, got scrapped at this point. Oh, that's kind of sad. But also, I don't know how you make it a TV series at all remotely. Yeah, no idea. Um, I would say like overall, it is a very 2000 movie. Like in a the good year way. 2000, in and a good this way. is this is extremely a mall goth movie. For sure, yeah. Um, also, I think one of the best things about it, almost all the effects are like entirely practical. They are, they are. I think um, they look good. They look really good. I think it gives the movie a really um, nice vibe revisiting it. Yeah. Uh, now, um, kind of, this is a movie we've both seen a couple times. I've seen it, well, I think I've only seen it the once, actually. I know we watched it together and both liked it a lot. Yeah, we did. Um, So I was excited to get um, back into it. I actually forgot a lot of parts about this movie, though, because I was on a lot of Benadryl when I watched that movie the first time. (laughs) So there were holes in my memory a little bit. It was good to revisit. It's been a while since we've seen it. Yeah. It's better than I remembered, which wasn't a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But you remembered liking it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um... So I guess the story of like how this movie got made. Um, so the um, writer Karen Walton had worked with the producer Steve Hoban on some Canadian TV previously. Um, I guess Hoban is friends with Canadian director uh, Vincenzo Natali, who you might know uh, as the director of Cube oh. and Splice. Oh, those are both kind of dog shit. <laughs> uh, Walton also has a writing credit on Spice. On Splice, sorry. Splice. Um, so I'm never sh- watching that movie ever <laughs> again. Uh, so I guess um, Fossa and Walton kind of wanted to team up for this. They have gone on to direct and write, uh, I guess, somewhat successful TV series, Orphan Black. Oh, yeah. My dad really wanted me to watch that. <laughs> it feels like a dad TV series to me. It does. It absolutely does. Um, so it's kind of like an interesting little... though That like core group of people have done a lot of collaborations over the years. That's um, cool. Yeah. Um, so what you're saying is this is the best one. This is kind of... Yeah, this is kind of their first like feature working it out. And I think this is the best one. Yeah. Um, I guess they did have... It's not hard to be Cube. 
you know, Cube is fun, but uh, has, has actually, <laughs> like, very few people um, that, that worked on this movie on right. it. But it's just, like, all of those people have done other collaborations and stuff. That's just, there. a lot of them were on Splice, though. Oh, God. So. <laughs> Where did it all go wrong? Um, I guess this one had kind of a troubled um, production in terms of securing funding. Um, yeah, because they were super, well... Kind of the exaggeration of the century, but people were super bummed out about Columbine. Yeah, would you believe that the uh, teen suicide pact story um, got a little bit uh, impacted by the Columbine shooting? I mean, it's different for girls. It is different. I will say, like, this movie, I do think, is a little bit uh, at its core. Like, it is a teen werewolf movie about a suicide pact. I think I would say, like, that's the plot of the movie. But it's about girls! But it is about girls, for sure. Um, I Basically what happened was the the original studio that was going to produce the film uh, ended up getting merged into Lionsgate, um, which delayed a lot of the production. And then they also wanted to get some money from the Canadian government. Because this is how movies get made in other countries that don't have like the American box office system is Wild. you get money from the government and then the government pays for your movie and then... That's just how the movie gets made. Um, sometimes you also get like private investors and other production companies and stuff like that. But it's a lot more right, normal right. In, in other countries. It's like part of the film industry there. Um, so that also delayed the movie. And then there was a bunch of backlash about, hey, why is the country of Canada um, producing this movie? Because there was this, you know, cultural outrage over school shootings and, and things like that which is kind of unrelated to this movie but it has nothing to do with this movie remotely <laughs> i can definitely see how like weird pearl clutching people i mean um, people are scared of teenagers and you should be this movie but i think also, agrees with you yes uh <laughs> i'm glad it does because it's true you should be scared of teenagers but in a different way basically um it, it's just a case of like you know the moral outrage kind of picking up and having its own kind of tenor and impacting a bunch of stuff that you know when it's like has just happened i can definitely see how it might like spill over into a bunch of unrelated stuff i mean yeah so like literally everything too cool for its time a hundred percent yeah um but they did eventually um get financing and were able to make the movie i guess the casting also had a bunch of problems with like Casting directors not wanting to take it because uh, there was like a boycott and stuff like that and God. other stuff. So, uh, which is how a few near misses happened in casting. Oh yes, I saw this as well. Um, do you want to? Do you want to go first? Uh, so the one that I uh, found in my research was that the main character was briefly going to be played by Scarlett Johansson. That's so wild to me. I always forget like she. Used to be a young person. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but her agent was like, no, on this one. I think that's a good move. However, the other near miss, I think, would have been also totally awesome. Like, I love this movie the way it is, but it would have been a different, more awesome movie, probably, if it was Natasha Leone. Yeah, that's... Who they thought about getting. That's a very interesting one, yeah. I think it, it, it would have been a different movie. For sure. Cool in a, like, different way. Different way, yeah, absolutely. I can totally see it, though. I can see it. Um, I wonder a little bit if this movie is in any way, like, influenced by 1999 film The Virgin Suicides. Mm, 
That's also kind of a different movie. It is a different movie, but I do feel like there's... Kind of shoegazy in a different way. Shoegazy in a different way. I feel like this one is more mall goth than shoegazy. Those yes. are slightly different things, uh, which, you know. This is um, more This is more about, like, goth culture and kind of being an outcast in, like, a smaller community. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I do, I do think there's some similar themes going on for sure right uh definitely something that was like in the the culture at this point was kind of this understanding that uh hey the teens are going through it yeah. right now uh in to the, say the least in the late 90s yeah so that's kind of the preamble for this movie um we should get into our summary yeah let's get into our summary shall we yeah let's let's do it so we open on some canadian ass suburbs um fields of wheat i don't know if it's wheat it's probably wheat Uh, a family find their dog mutilated in their backyard this is the most dead dog this is the most fucking dead a dog has ever looked i do think the the uh like effect is pretty good like the the special effects dead dog yeah we've figured out dead animals for a long time yeah yeah they did a good job with this one get used to this yeah uh (laughs) Goth uh, neighborhood girls, Bridget and uh, her sister Ginger, are angsty about this. Uh, they're like, ah, oh, the neighbor's dog is dead and no one cares because we're in the suburbs and everyone's fake. It's so true. I-, I mean, I don't think they're wrong about literally anything. Okay, I can see how, like, you could feel this way as, like, a goth kid in like 2000 but i see like this backyard that every family has and i'm like oh i would love a backyard i would also love a backyard (laughs) but maybe not with the dead dog i would love a backyard and an alive dog that'd be great (laughs) yeah um the the girls have uh an interesting goth um relationship they have what is presented as like a suicide pact or so we think because it turns out they also as like a hobby um stage provocative fake suicide photos of themselves or dead photos not necessarily all suicides i think this is literally every goth photography kid though probably this is is all of their hobby they all do we get to see like a collage montage of them over the credits there's like a hanging there's like a getting impaled by a fence there's quite a few these girls are very talented in special effects yeah somebody hired these two i knew i know hire them (laughs) nintendo um it turns out they uh play this in video form at their school for a presentation awesome which uh shocks their teacher and delights their classmates i think that these girls are so extremely not hashtag not like other girls that they wrap around to being right and cool again i agree yeah 100 percent. um because this is just the experience this is like the kind of thing that like if this happened today uh it would have a ton of attention from the school board you would be getting like people calling your parents and checking in all the time there would be therapists involved like they can try it wouldn't it wouldn't just be like a fun thing project that these two girls are doing like i don't know i I think you're overestimating how involved schools actually get with this thing (laughs) (laughs) for sure but um i don't know i feel like I feel like overall, like, feelings in the culture on this kind of behavior in kids has changed a little bit over the years. It has. It definitely has. There is a more shift in, like, awareness and mental health resources, but 
We gotta admit, it's not that much better. Well, and I, it's interesting, too, because there's a little bit of an attitude going through this film where, like, everyone, all of the adults are, like, quote-unquote shocked. But it's, like, a fake shock that they don't exactly believe. Like, to a degree, they're, like... They don't want to confront it. They're coming from the generation where it was, like, oh, just let kids be kids, and their parents never, like, would have cared if they did any anything. Or, um, and they're trying to, like, not infringe on their kids, like creatively because this is clearly like a creative project that these girls are doing um but also the kids are not all right and they are still not quite prepared to handle that either it's like kind of the undercurrent going on there could be more done (laughs) (laughs) for certain um three uh creepazoid high school guys gawk at them during field hockey this is a nightmare um the sisters uh talk shit about their classmates and smoke cigarettes uh they're so cool they're like typical 2000s goths they're out here calling people breeders and they're like determined not to be normal they're kind of right yeah i i love it um bridget gets pushed into another dog corpse by uh, now, yeah this is just here no we didn't clear the <laughs> field of dog viscera before we <laughs> went out to play field hockey uh yeah this is done by a uh, mean girl trina uh and the sisters contemplate fake killing her dog as payback uh ginger seems like pretty protective of her sister but her back mysteriously hurts for some reason yeah you you get their uh dynamic immediately which ginger is the very dominant kind of manic sister and then bridget is the mousier submissive sister yeah which this is this is gonna play out throughout the movie yeah the idea that like um, Bridget kind of goes along with Ginger's uh, <laughs> uh, behavior. Basically, Wait, would you believe me if I knew Ginger? I told you I knew Ginger, just Ginger. I would believe you because I I did know this kind of like domineering, cool, like goth hottie chick who did take like morbid photography and put in like her custom fake vampire fangs and she was the coolest. <laughs> I loved her so much. The thing is, these these girls would be like the coolest if they I went know, to your school. I want to hang out with them so bad. They would be too cool for me. They wouldn't hang out with me. Uh <laughs> Their parents are like typical suburban parents. Uh, the dad doesn't seem to care much about anything. Uh, and the mom is like interested, but in like an overbearing, doesn't feel genuine sort of way. I think this mom is trying her best, but you got to match the energy of your kids. If your kids are kind of bummers, you kind of have to become a bummer, I think. That's a, a interesting, that's an interesting idea. I you got to think... match their energy. You got to meet them halfway. When I think I I think I agree with you a little bit because her kids are bummers and they cannot relate to her because she has like the vibe that I get about this mom is that she was a little bit this way when she was younger and has come out the other side as a boring adult <laughs> and is like no you guys don't get it like I'm cool <laughs> like <laughs> which uh, never works which never works like that never ever works um but yeah I think if she was meeting them more like their level yeah. Uh, then they might get See, it a little this, bit more. this is my point. Maybe she should be a little bit more of a bummer, <laughs> and then her girls might want to talk to her. Um, She's also, like, obsessed with this idea that her daughters might be having their periods soon. You did not believe me when I said this was real. I didn't not believe you. I just think it's all a bit much. It <laughs> is. Oh, it's absolutely a bit much. But it, the, what, it, what the following is about to happen is what happens. <laughs> um... 
Also, surprise, this movie's about menstruation. It is, yeah. It's like a central plot point in the movie. Yeah. It's all about it. Get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, While going out to do their dog prank, the sisters find uh, another dog corpse, and Ginger has her first period, which they refer to as the the curse. curse. Yeah, it might as well be. Um, While lamenting the possibility of uh, possibly becoming normal, Ginger is attacked and dragged into the woods by a werewolf? Yes, I mean... It's, you know this movie's about werewolves already. You know it's a werewolf. So the thing is, we, the audience, know this is a werewolf movie. It's very clear, even though we don't really see the creature at this point. She is attacked by a werewolf here. But it is, like, presented as this mystery to the characters. Um, Also, a a moment that I like is Bridget, like, trying to pick up the dog corpse. And she's like, ew, it's still warm. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that, that infers so much. Like, oh, this just happened. Yeah. One of the legs, like, comes off and it freaks her out. Um, Also, this werewolf fucks her up. It's not just like, oh, I got scratched by the werewolf. She she gets messed up. (laughs) She gets mauled by this thing. Um, They end up uh, going into the woods and Bridget kind of punches it and they run, um, narrowly escaping a car accident, which kills off the uh, creature. Yeah. Unceremoniously, the werewolf gets hit by a car. Yeah. Uh, back at home, Ginger's wounds suddenly heal themselves, uh, and they decide they're just going to keep quiet about it to avoid the hassle. Uh, although Bridget does discover that she took a blurry Polaroid of the creature during the attack. Oh, it looks suspiciously like a dog, wolf, man, man, wolf. Yeah, a lycanthrope, as they say sure, later in this movie. Sure. Uh, and yeah, we do get to see, uh, we get a look of, like, Ginger's wounds here. They're pretty, uh... Gnarly. Yeah. And they say, like, oh, wow, they're healing on their own. <laughs> yeah, that's, but, a, that's good, right? But because there's no CGI, they can't really, like, do that effectively. So we just kind of have to take their word for it. <laughs> well, I mean, they close up. They stop bleeding. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> kinda. You're, you're right. <laughs> Uh, the next day in class, they watch a movie about viruses, uh, and they go to the store to pick up some tampons, uh, where classmate Jason convinces Ginger to smoke some weed with him. I mean, he, he says that it takes the edge off of periods, which, yeah, it does. He's a little bit right. <laughs> he he uh, was one of the gawking boys earlier. He also, like, made a move on Ginger earlier. Yeah, he's down bad for Ginger. By, by which I mean he walked up to her and he said, hey, let's hook up, and she said no. No. <laughs> Um, and Bridget chats with local drug dealer Sam, the driver of the car that hit the werewolf last night. I don't know how to feel about this character. I don't know, because he is hanging out with high school kids. Allegedly, like, dated one? Allegedly dated one, is selling them weed. That's not right. That seems bad. But also, he is the most helpful guy yeah, he's just, like, a good guy in this movie. He just ends like, up, well... In terms of the textual events that take place, like, he... They make him a good guy. They make him, like, yeah, like, a good guy, which is a little bit interesting. Yeah, I didn't know how to feel about that. Um, Fascinating. <laughs> um, mean girl uh, Trina comes by to flirt with Sam and to talk shit about the sisters. Uh, and when her dog uh, kind of barks and charges at Ginger, she, like, kicks it. Yeah, I... I think I told you that my stance is, if a dog is coming at you, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, but it is like an overreaction at this point a little bit. It is on a leash. You're right. Yeah. Um, 
in the bathroom, the sisters discover that Ginger's wounds are growing fur, uh, and she's bleeding more than usual from her period. It doesn't look like it. When they, when they go to visit the school nurse, the nurse is like, yeah, periods are gross. Yeah, they get the talk. Uh, she, Extremely. She's like, yeah, you might get hair. <laughs> my my uh, favorite two bits from this are when she says, yeah, it turns into kind of a black-brown sludge. And when she's like, you'll be getting them for the next 30 years. Real. So real. Um, and their mom uh, makes Ginger a cake for becoming a young woman. I told you this happens. I See, this I believe, but it is like, come on. Like, get a life, lady. You, you get a present. You get books. I got books. <laughs> what on earth is wrong with people? I don't know. They, to be fair, they were period books. And they kind of helped. Well, that's good, then. There, there you have it. <laughs> uh, Ginger and Bridget Bicker. Uh, Bridget's mad because she thinks that her sister's changing into a werewolf. And Ginger's like, don't be stupid, Bridget. You just don't like me because I'm changing and I'm going through puberty. You don't like I, that I'm cooler now. You don't like that I like boys and that I'm domineering and cooler than you. And that you go along with the stuff that I do. You know, sisters fighting. Yes, it is just sisters fighting. Uh, the next day, Ginger gets a full hot girl slow-mo walk sequence through the school. Yeah. Uh, and she's into boys now. <laughs> she's super into boys now. Um, Sam comes up to Bridget at school and is like, hey, uh, what the fuck was with the werewolf that I killed with my van? Um, but she kind of blows him off. We learn here that, uh, the creature was very clearly not a dog. No. It has human parts. Yeah, he says that it had a, a circumcised, circumcised penis. penis. Yeah. Which, you know. Questions. Uh, Bridget discovers Ginger is uh, growing a tail. Uh, this is this is not a cute anime girl tail, by the way. No. It, is, it is a nasty, Ugly prehistoric human tail. Yeah. Uh, so she goes to Sam for help. Uh, and he says there might be a cure. Um, we might be able to cure an infection with pure silver. Um, there, there's kind of yeah. some truth to this. Like, he, he tells a story about his piercing healing or whatever, and I've kind of had the same experience. Uh, yeah, he talked about how he had kind of, like, a nasty, like, infection with it when he started getting pierced, and he changed his piercing out for, like, a pure silver one, and it healed better because it... We don't see piercings on this man, by the way, so... Questions. Questions. <laughs> um, Bridget talks to her mom, who is like, you're next, bub. Uh, and Ginger is now, like, making out with Jason in public. Oh. The Ginger I knew also did this. <laughs> <laughs> she was the coolest. Um, but, uh, that night Ginger starts biting and attacking Jason in the back of his car. I think she did that too. <laughs> uh, and she comes home covered in blood, saying she has the urge to destroy things, um, but we turned out what actually happened was she killed the neighbor's dog. Yes, she tore apart the dog. <laughs> um, I also I also like that there's a scene where she's talking about like, oh, you just wriggle around and it's like, oh, that's it. And you think like she's talking about killing a dog, but it's also about sex. That's true. <laughs> I, I thought that was <laughs> I mean, interesting. I mean, there is like the double entendre going on here, right? Like... She comes in covered in blood, and Bridget's first question is like, oh, did, like, Sam hurt you or yeah. like, do something to you, right? So, like, that is, 
this like supernatural thing is also like very clearly standing in for like actual real violence that teen girls experience and things like that. Well, I mean, I think it's also kind of just, uh, I think it's metaphorical for puberty as violence too. It it is this violent act that happens to you that no one asks for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bridget decides to pierce Ginger's belly button to see if that will fight off the werewolf infection. I love sisters. (laughs) (laughs) You you want a sister that will do a home piercing with like a random ass needle. What else are they good for? Um, At school the next day, uh, they're like taping Ginger's tail to her leg. Uh, and Jason shows up with cuts and bleeding all over. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I got it in, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did it, though. I knew guys like this. Yeah. Um, Sam comes by to see if the silver is working, which pisses Ginger off because she's like, hey, why are you, like, adult guy coming to talk to my sister? Fair question. This is This is the start of my Ginger was kind of right era. I feel like this is valid because, hey... What are you doing, man? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, like, she she frequently calls out dudes for being weird to her sister. Yeah, and I think, like, it is framing it as her being, like, overprotective and, like, wrong, but also, like... Maybe she's a little she bit though? right. Maybe she's yeah. a little bit right. Um, when Trina um, uh, sees this, she gets pissed off because, like, hey, she was maybe dating Sam or she's interested in him. Um, but he's, like, not blowing she, her off, basically. She wants to fuck the weed man for weed. That's right. Um, uh, and when she shoves Bridget during field hockey out of jealousy, uh, Ginger gives her a bloody nose. I think she's still kind of right. I think she's still kind of right. I am pro-self-defense in schools, because you know she's not going to try that shit again. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting, because the this is very much, like, a... a realistic depiction of what happens when someone's a bully which is the bully can shove you down into the dirt as much as they want but when you retaliate then they get mad but when you punch them in the fucking nose then somebody comes by and then you get a talking to and then you have to talk to your parents about it and it's a big deal yeah so i feel like this is a (laughs) yeah a real depiction um jason is pissing blood now not good no (laughs) Uh, Bridget realizes that Ginger has infected him, so, um... Through the, the penile. She's like, you had sex with him, and now he's infected. Now he's pissing blood everywhere. (laughs) Um, the sisters visit Sam, who runs a plant nursery where he's also growing weed. He would be so cool if he wasn't a creep. (laughs) I know, right? Like, he doesn't try anything with her, obviously, but it's just, like, the implications that I'm just like, eh. Don't like it. Um... Like, I love a guy that knows stuff about plants. Uh, And marijuana. Speaking of that, he's like, hey, I've been reading, I've been, like, cross-referencing homeopathic remedies and folklore, and it turns out monkshood, or wolfsbane, helps stimulate white blood cell growth. So science and folklore agree on this one. Sure. I kind of like this. The idea that, like, they're going to abide by some werewolf tropes, but But not not others. And, like, the way they're going to justify it is through things that are, like at least somewhat scientifically accurate. I think it's an interesting, like, kind of modern take on, yeah. a, on a werewolf. Like, they're immortal like lobsters. You can kill them. You can kill them, but... But they won't die on their own. Right. Uh, Ginger yells at Sam for hitting on Bridget, and he's like, hey, I just sell weed to teens and have 
a teen girl who's obsessed with me. I don't, maybe I would she, never do that. Maybe she is just obsessed with him, though. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Um, Trina's kind of whack anyway. Uh, Ginger uh, goes home to shave her furry legs and notices uh, she's growing like a crazy back foot nail. Like yeah, a, like a dog. Like a dog. She also yells at her mom here a little bit. Yeah. She, she, her mom is like, you don't have anything going on that I've never seen. And she's like, bet. <laughs> uh, Trina comes by to accost Bridget uh, for what she thinks is dating Sam. Uh, so Ginger, like, puts her in a headlock and insults her a bit. Uh, she's, like, knocking her on the forehead and stuff. Yeah, well, if you got your shit rugged earlier in the day, <laughs> you're gonna go to their house and get your shit rugged again. Okay, Trina. Um, but it all kind of um, goes wrong when Trina goes for a knife in the kitchen and then trips and falls and hits her head on the countertop. That's her fault. Listen, nobody killed her. She did they that to herself. They could have just came clean about this also. I, I mean, the thing is, like, uh, you get into a fight with a girl where you're, like, seen by the authority figures as the aggressor and then she turns up dead in your house. Mm. It's not going to look good. Like, you can explain it. Maybe but... so. <laughs> um, so the sisters are like, okay, we're going to hide the body and we're going to stage the crime scene to be, oh, look, we're just doing one of our death photos. <laughs> um and they also distract their mom with a, a conversation about boys. Yeah. You know this conversation was the worst thing of all time, by the way. You know. I love the way they enter this conversation, which is uh, Bridget just asks her mom, like, what do boys want? <laughs> <laughs> Something they would never ask her ever. Um, also, uh, I think it's worth pointing out, Ginger has been getting more and more wolfy. Uh, yes she is transforming oh my gosh her gray highlights are so sickening <laughs> yeah she has like white wisps of hair but they are just highlights um she has crazy dog nails she, um, look, she looks fierce <laughs> her teeth are getting sharper so she looks she looks like a hot goth girl exactly like she doesn't look like a werewolf yet She's just becoming more goth and cool. I mean, this is like, I like the slow nature of this transformation, right? Where it's like kind of happening slowly over time. And it's left like uncommented on by the other characters. Like, Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, no, nobody cares right, <laughs> that her body is changing. Like it's another kind of puberty thing going on. You know how you get uh, white hair during puberty like an <laughs> anime character? Oh, that happened to me. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it did happen to you. You're right. <laughs> Uh, Ginger is like, we'll get away with this. We're girls. <laughs> She's so right. I love her commentary on this, though. She's like, they expect us to just be like sluts or bitches. They don't think girls can kill people. And it's like, so true, queen. Well, they uh, bury the body in the backyard. Uh, and like this little like shed house in the backyard with a dirt floor. Yeah, we we used to rent a house that had a little like weird shed doll house like this also I, I would love a house like this just like a just little there's a little back house where you just to sit in it yeah just where you come to like i don't know you can play minecraft develop your plans oh that's where you scheme that's where you keep the schematics the schematics that's right that's i was actually trying to think of that word and you, you found it so oh. thank you thank you for always being on the same page as me you're welcome uh, the girls make a plan to skip town once things uh, cool down. Uh, but back at school, Jason accosts Bridget like, Hey, why am I 
Why am I a werewolf? (laughs) Um, He's also presenting different symptoms, like puberty-like symptoms, like his skin's all fucked up. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, right? Because it is stuff that, like, um, in a boy would go uncommented on in this kind of time, right? So it's interesting. I mean, everyone gets acne, though. Yeah. I was a beast. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen mine. It was terrible. Um, you don't believe it's going to go away, but it's going to go away. It, for real. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Bridget manages to get away from him. Uh, at the dinner table that night, Mom is like, Hey, um, Ginger, you're skipping school and the police want to talk with you? So, like, are you are you good? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger isn't very good at hiding things. That's how cool she is. Um... But luckily, it turns out their mom has, like, a gardening hobby and has picked up some monk's hood. Oh, yeah. Well... Like you do. She got it from the craft store. You get everything from the craft store. (laughs) It's true. Uh, And Ginger, uh, horrified by the monster she is becoming, tries to cut off her tail in the bathroom. Which... Kind of of a... It's just a self-harm scene, which is also part of, like... Yeah, these girls probably would. Well, there's also, like, the... We didn't talk about it, but at the beginning scene in the movie, like, Ginger is, like, talking about, like, cutting her wrists and, like, cutting her throat and stuff, too. Yeah, they're talking about, like, what would be the best way to, like, commit suicide and things like that. Yeah. Uh, The next morning, Bridget locks Ginger in the bathroom uh, and goes to Sam to help figure out the cure. And he's like, uh, I don't know. Inject it, maybe? Yeah, shoot it up like it's heroin. (laughs) Because he's a drug guy. I mean, it works out. (laughs) Um, So they, uh, like, grind up the the monk's hood with some rubbing alcohol to make, like, a paste and then boil it. This looks like it would be a nice tea. It would probably make you very sick. But it looks good. (laughs) Uh, Sam is like, you know, this could kill her. So just, you gotta know that before you do anything. Yeah, Wolfsbane, poisonous. (laughs) Um, Bridget returns home to find that Ginger has escaped. Um, Ginger has gone to the school to look for uh, Jason. Uh, But Bridget actually finds him first. He's, like, attacking a little kid in a dog costume because it's Halloween. Yeah, I he's just, like, harassing this kid. I don't know what the implication, like, is. Oh, I thought the implication was that because he's a werewolf and the kid is dressed like a dog, he's gonna, like, attack them. He's gonna, like, murder this kid because he looks like a dog? Yeah, because the werewolf in the beginning was killing dogs. I guess so. That was my thought. Okay. That's <laughs> um, kind of funnier than what I thought. <laughs> he attacks Bridget uh, and she injects him with the monk's hood, which seems to work. He seems fine. Yeah, he, we don't know what happens he, to Jason. He gets injected and then he's like, oh. I gotta go to I gotta go to class. school. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um, uh, Bridget finds a mostly transformed ginger at school where she has killed the guidance counselor in uh, his office. Um... Yeah, this is her first real kill, so it's very shocking for Bridget. Yeah. Um, It does, like, her, the violence has been escalating, right? Like, she's been killing animals and attacking people, but now she's finally killed someone. Now now she's finally done it. Yeah. Uh, Their parents find some of Trina's fingers out in the yard, but they're like, oh, it must be for their death project. It could be. Uh, But mom uh, does seem to be a little bit like, wait a minute Uh about it. Snip it, (laughs) snip it a little bit. Uh, Bridget is going to clean up the corpse after school hours, but Ginger attacks the janitor for, uh, coming on to, 
uh, Bridget. Well, she she says he does. She could be right in this instance. She could be, but also, like, we're not shown any of that in, like, the text of the movie. No, I mean, it doesn't look like he does anything. Yeah. But. It's interesting. It's. I'd rather believe her. (laughs) How about that? Um. Uh. When he starts to turn into a werewolf, Ginger, uh, like, stabs him through the heart. And she tells Bridget that killing feels incredible. Yeah. She says uh, it is, like, masturbation, basically. Which, this movie is so subtle. You I know, don't even yeah. know. You have no idea what metaphors they could be talking about. Anyway, uh, Bridget um, rejects Ginger's offer to become a werewolf. So Ginger gets really mad and uh, kicks her in the ribs and yeah. then leaves. This is where the sister dynamic starts to fall apart obviously yeah i mean they they finally kind of like um bridget barricading ginger in the bathroom because she's afraid of her has kind of like broken their their relationship at this point i think yeah, and then I mean, I mean this is when you start seeing bridget do things herself basically her own decisions that aren't just like what ginger's doing yeah i mean she's finally made the decision to like not go along with what ginger wants like the idea of like oh we'll become like werewolves together might have been appealing to like ginger at the beginning of this movie but ginger at the end of this movie is like no i don't want to you mean bridget yeah yeah <laughs> uh bridget at the end of this movie is like no i'm, I'm not going to follow my sister here in this sort of uh you know death pact way yeah so we kind of get the idea that she was never in for the death pact to begin with that was kind of ginger's idea because ginger wants to die she has to follow along with that right um mom finds uh trina's corpse buried in the backyard and uh picks up a frightened bridget who's just kind of like walking (laughs) along the streets um Ginger, uh, in full sexy werewolf mode. She looks like, she does look like a sexy, like, vampire werewolf with, like, full face appliance makeup. Uh, she shows up at a Halloween party. (laughs) I know, so sickening. Uh, which Sam is hosting at his, his, like, greenhouse. greenhouse. Yeah. This cannot be sanctioned by the school. No way. Uh... Uh, mom tells Bridget, hey, I, like, I'm cool with just, like, blowing up the house and killing dad, and it'll just, like, be totally fine. We'll just start our lives over again. I'm so sorry that it's my fault that you two are fucked up. And, uh, Bridget kind of grapples with that for a bit. Moms will just say this without you asking. That's right. This is, this is, feels, like, true to this mom character, right? I know. Moms will just start saying this stuff, like, if you ever killed anyone, well... I would kill everyone around us and then ourselves. And it's like, oh, wow, mom. Wow. Um, I didn't even, I just want, I just asked what's for dinner. Uh, Ginger um, starts to like, come on to Sam, uh, but then attacks him when he rejects her. Yeah, Sam's uh, not into it. Uh, Bridget shows up and tries to get uh, Ginger out of there by like making a blood pact with her. Uh, it's. I feel like it's assumed in the logic of this movie that the blood pact like, will turn Bridget into a werewolf. Yeah, she is turning into a werewolf after this point. Yeah. She gets very, very sick. Uh, But Sam panics and knocks Ginger out with a shovel. Uh, They drive home to get more monkshood, and uh, Ginger completes her transformation uh, in the back of the van. Yeah, full werewolf transformation scene, which is freaking sick. It's pretty sick. They don't show you a lot of it. It's not a like, lot of it. Not on the level that you might see like with American Werewolf or anything, but I still think it's really cool. I still think it's pretty good, yeah. I like 
the werewolf design in this movie a lot. We'll talk about it because we're about to see a lot more of it. Yes. I think it looks pretty good. Yes, we'll talk about it when we get to it. Um, they arrive home and Ginger escapes into the house. Uh, Sam and Bridget decide that they need to sneak in to get the monk's hood and prepare the cure. Um, they do this in kind of the first like actually scary scene of the movie yeah this is when it turns into a horror movie and i am so here for it yeah i mean the scene of ginger being attacked towards the beginning was a little bit scary it's harrowing yeah Um, for sure but this is the first time the movie like there is like tension it it, like flips the switch and it's like okay we're gonna do scary movie stuff now because it's it's kind of been like a dark comedy up to this point yeah until it's not, which I really, really love. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do enjoy that we get this. Um, Sam makes like a little cool guy, I'm going to save the day speech, and then immediately gets owned yeah. by Ginger. Um, he is snatched. Yeah. Um, and an infected and weak Bridget kind of goes after them. Yeah, this heightens the stakes, right? Because she's really, really sick. She can barely function at this point because she is infected. And she's really vulnerable. And there is a werewolf attacking people. <laughs> um, and she finds uh, Sam bloody and Ginger in full dog mode. Um, cool dog. It, we see the full dog here. It looks pretty sick. Um, I like it. I like that it's kind of like this person on stilts look. And it's kind of got these like weird lanky arms and like a pug face. Like, I think it's a really, really unique design and I like it. It is pretty unique. I think it looks more like a dog monster than like a werewolf exactly. Yeah. But I kind of like that aspect of it. It also has like human dog breasts, which like <laughs> tells you, I guess, that it's ginger in a way. But yeah, I do like the design. I feel like I would see this in like a Silent Hill game or something like running at me. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool ass dog. Yeah. Um, Bridget... Maybe to sort of convince Ginger to be on her side a little bit, or to maybe try and go over uh, to Ginger, starts to, like, lap up Sam's blood. Yeah, she tries to kind of have a moment of peace with her, maybe to get her guard down a little bit, so she tries to eat the blood. It doesn't work out. Yeah, she can't keep it down, um, so Ginger gets mad and kills Sam, um, and Bridget tries to hide from her. Uh, And we get, like, kind of an extended chase sequence here. Yeah. Um... Bridget eventually gets cornered and she pleads with Ginger. Uh, and then there's a bit of a struggle and Bridget stabs Ginger with a knife. Yeah. Um, and we get like a slow montage of their death photos that are up in the wall. Um, and Bridget crying with music over it. Uh, and she holds on to a dying Ginger in her arms yeah. as we roll to credits. Very sad. But also I think it's interesting that the first instinct is to knife her rather than syringe her. I think that's kind of characterful in a way. Yeah, because she's like holding both at this point. Because she, it, it's kind of saying like, maybe she doesn't want to save her sister. Well, and also like Ginger is fully attacking her at this point and she panics, right? Yeah. So it's the kind of like... The, the instinct. Yeah, the instinct is to kill this monster that is attacking me, not save my sister. Like, and she has fully transitioned her thinking of Ginger into the monster now. I mean, also maybe like it was always going to end up at this point. Maybe she was already kind of 
a monstrous person to her. Yeah, I think that's a lot of what the movie is saying, right? I, like, yeah. Like, Bridget is kind of, like, giving a speech to Ginger at the end, like, I don't want to die with you. Like, I want to, you know, I want to be a different way. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Like, this movie, it's not really, like, so much a direct metaphor for any of these things as it wants to touch on all of them a little bit. Oh, I think it's kind of beyond a metaphor for the the menstruation puberty thing. I think it is just like anthropy is menstruation, you know. Uh, well, I think like it wants to draw that connection, but it also wants to draw that connection to lots of different things that happen to teenage girls, you know, like when when you're growing up. Yeah, yeah, it's the feeling of alienation from society and your parents it's you know the threat of sexual violence from men it's yeah your body literally changing in ways that are not controllable or desirable for you um yeah it's it's uh trying to kind of hit on all of those bases and i like it as kind of like in the in the past i have kind of come for movies that don't have like a big clear message up on the wall um, or have kind of muddied it by being about too many, too many things. Mm-hmm. And I think this one manages to marry all of its topics really well into this lycanthropy story. Oh, it's extremely clean. I, I love it for that. I love that this is not something that media ever talks about. We're not allowed to talk about periods ever. People get so mad. There's like, blood there's like messy underwear like you're not allowed to show or talk about those things and it's fucking stupid so let's just get into it let's get into how like violent and scary all of that is let's just talk about it yeah i I like that the movie manages to talk about all of those things while still keeping to this this yeah this werewolf story like it manages to have a character show up on screen and be like yeah Periods are gross. You, like, have goop that comes out of you in different consistencies over several days, and it goes on for years, and you can't stop it. Yeah, and, and being a being a teenage female fucking sucks, and it's a painful experience, and let's yeah. just talk about that and unpack it. Yeah, I, so I like that it manages to hit on kind of that whole experience, basically, um, in just its sort of central metaphor, basically. Yeah. Um, I love it. I think it's brave. I love that shit. It ends up still being very clean, despite trying to kind of hit the the breadth of all those topics. Yeah, this movie has aged extremely well. I think it should be on the level of Jennifer's body. I think... I think it's right there with it, I think people my age and people on, like, edgy girl Tumblr or whatever (laughs) would eat this movie up if they knew about it. People would be obsessed with this movie if they actually watched it and knew about it. Which I think they should. Well, and I think people are a little obsessed with it. You know, this is like a popular cult movie. Like, it's not maybe um, quite on the level of some other stuff. Maybe part of, part of it is just that it came out exactly in 2000. Um, where maybe it didn't quite yeah. hit the culture at the perfect time. But yeah, I, I totally I agree. Think, I like, think it deserves its moment again. A hundred percent. Well, and, like, like in the way that Jennifer's body had its moment, I think this needs its moment. Well, and you brought this up while we were watching the movie, and I've been thinking about it, and I definitely agree. Like, there is a trans metaphor in here as well. I mean, I think you can cross a lot of trans metaphors with, like, also puberty metaphors. Yeah. Because it is, like, this traumatic kind of sexual identity yeah. event that happens to a lot of people who don't know what to do about it. Yeah. But also, I mean... 
You could read a lot into that if you wanted to. I think there's, like, a lot of, like, ways you could find a meaningful message in there. And I think my favorite part about it is that, yeah, it does end on, like, a uh, uh, a downer, like, of Ginger being killed, right? But I do think, like, these... I mean, it it is in a way that you believe that is what is best for Bridget at the end of the day, too, though. That's exactly what I mean. It manages to be hopeful for Bridget, the character, which I think is great, um... I think Ginger deserved better. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, teen girls always do. Yeah, uh, I mean... She was right about a lot of things. Yeah. Plus her soul. Like, yeah, her behavior was destructive and everything, but, like, it's not always, like, really that out of line at places. So the idea that, like, she has to die karmically at the end of the movie is maybe a little fraught, but, like, I do think... Sometimes, I mean, I knew one. Gingers sometimes tend to be terrible people as well yeah that's true um and like i also like that um bridget doesn't like come out of the movie like determined to be a square or something (laughs) determined to be like everything her sister wasn't right she's not like a different person she's still a malgoth right she just doesn't want to die she just doesn't have that destructive she wants that to be her own instead of writing on her sister she she wants to be like her own person and she can be you know a, a creepy weird Malgoth that uh doesn't want to destroy herself yeah. and you know may, maybe she still has problems with like society and how it treats people but she at least has like a, a sense of hope and self-preservation for, yeah. for herself which and is full, cool. full disclosure i haven't seen the sequels i i know that the second one kind of gets into like where bridget is after the first one oh but yeah I, I don't know anything about that I, I only read a little bit of the synopsis, but yeah, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and I also like that um, the movie kind of rejects the the potential for like a romance plot with her and Sam. Um, neither of them are interested in it. No. And the movie... Uh, that would be super weird and yeah. super unwarranted and it would make me miserable. Yeah, I, it would make me like hate this movie and I'm so glad the movie does not go there. Um, it... it has the other characters draw attention to it because it feels like they would in that kind of scenario. Oh, of course they would because um, her sister's very protective and it's like, hey, why is this guy hanging out with my underage sister? Yeah, um, but I'm glad that it's not like, um, yeah, that it's not, you know, gross, basically. Yeah, there are other movies that would have went for that and, and this yeah, is not that movie. Yeah. Thank I'm, goodness. I'm so happy it didn't do that, basically. This um, movie's on the right side of history. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> Let's get into scoring, shall we? Let's, yeah, let's go ahead and rate it. First off is the spookiness rating. How good were the vibes, the tone, and the scares? Oh boy, what would you give it? One to five. I really love the vibe. I think this is really successful as a dark comedy for most of its runtime. Most of it is not that scary, but I think the finale is sick and it fucks. Uh, I would give that a three, I would say. Yeah, I think I think it's a three. Um, it is sparse with the scares, but I do think it has plenty of effects that look pretty good. Even yeah, throughout the effects the movie. look really good. Um, even the, just like um, I think the escalation is really really good. You're very invested in that clearly because you're like, oh god, what is Ginger gonna do now? And and when it starts popping off, it starts popping off. And also the physical escalation of like the prosthetics and the makeup and stuff like that gets oh, yeah. more and more and more. And I think it always ends up looking appropriate and good for where the story is at, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, I think there are worse versions of this movie where like the next day after being bitten, Ginger looks like how she does on the Halloween 
night episode, yeah, I, right? Yeah, I wouldn't want that. And it would be like, God, that's, like, kind of miserable. I like that it builds up to it, and it feels earned when she does fully transform and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it saves it. Yeah, I, so I really like the editing back of that. And there's the tension with the scenes at the end when they're in the dark and they don't know where she is. Like, I love that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good monster chase sequence at the end. Like, totally, totally good. I didn't, like, have much to say about it in the summary because, like, it's an action sequence. But, like, it, it was good. Yeah. Um, I, Super cool monster design. Yeah, so well. I agree on three. Um, next up is the watchability. Uh, how good is it to just kind of throw this movie on and have a good time? I'm super enamored with this movie. I think it's extremely watchable and I would watch it anytime. I think this is a five for me. I think uh, the watchability score is slowly turning into like my themes score <laughs> where like if I feel like the movie has something for me to dig into and think about, I want to like give it credit here. And I think Ginger Snaps absolutely has that. I think it nails it. Um, it's also like, yeah, it's playing off 90s teen comedies, but like... I think it manages to be not as gross and horrible as most of those tend to be. No, I I 100% think their experiences and the things that the actual jokes are so, so real to, like, the teen girl experience. It's almost, like, scary at times. Like, and talking about movies, like, the, even ones we've watched for the show, like The Faculty, for instance, this manages to feel so much more, like, real to the high school experience it than a movie like is. that is. Yeah, especially from, like, the the teen girl standing. Yeah, while still managing to hit on some of those tropes that are good. So yeah, I like five for this. I think it's super watchable. I think it's super rewatchable. Yeah, um, the way I kind of judge watchability score is like, if someone asked me to watch that movie right at that moment, how likely am I to be like, hell yeah. And I yeah. would probably say hell yeah. Yeah, this is a hell yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then last up is the Vincent Price vamp rating. The campiness and overall performances. Uh, Opal, what would you give it? I think the performances of the sisters really, really stand out. They both do an amazing job. I, and I think all the period stuff is kind of <laughs> camp as well. I agree. I think like all the stuff the mom says and how fraught that character <laughs> is with like her entire standpoint is... Yeah, shout out to you, uh, Mimi Rogers uh, as the mom. I think she does an incredible job as and that then, character. And then there's just the dad who sits there doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. I think this is like a four for me. Uh, yeah, I think this is a four. I think like the way these movies tend to fall down is in the teen performances. And I think this one manages to still be pretty strong oh they're very strong um i think the writing really comes through i love the writing personally um, you know a lot of it is like a cartoon of goth uh kids but also it's fun it manages to hey, be so fun as a goth kid we were the cartoons <laughs> um so yeah I, I like four for it i think uh it's just it's got a, a nice uh charisma to it at the end of the day it's got a it's got a good aroma it's full bodied. <laughs> I don't know about that. And like uh, a fine wine. It's enjoyable. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm glad we agree on these scores. I think yeah, this is one of the better movies we've watched for the show. I love this movie. Uh, I adore it. Yeah, I had a great time. Um, it's just really nice when a movie manages to hit a bunch of like genre points, but then also be. About stuff. About stuff and be interesting without, like, looking down on the genre and being, like, too shallow with it. Yeah, yeah. Because this movie is, like, a little bit of a uh, talking about teen movies and, like, 
Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my problem with Jennifer's body as much as I love that movie. It's a little bit too on the nose and too looking at the camera sometimes. And I feel like this is just a movie about teenagers. Yeah, it, it I care about the characters yeah. in a way that matters to me a lot. So, yeah, I'm I'm a big big fan of this one. Uh yeah. Ginger Snaps. That probably sounds terrible. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to come If that's out. an audio nightmare in the edit, I will take it out. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Thank you so much for everything you do. Bring me the movie sack, please. Movie sack is coming. So this is what we're going to watch like three weeks from now. <laughs> so this is the movie sack segment. This is the part of the show where we uh, decide what to watch for the next episode. I got I gotta refurbish the sack when we get back. Yeah, uh, the sack's running low. Yeah, but that's okay. We're gonna have a, a few weeks off. I so. said I said at the beginning of the month I would let it ride and I'll let it ride. I'm glad we got to Ginger Snaps because that one had been in there for a while. That was one of the first movies I put in there last summer. I'm not even kidding. Well, listen, the sack uh, provides. The sack provides. And the sack will provide, <laughs> for the next episode, we're going to watch Theater of Blood. Yes! This is what the Vincent Price Band score is for, by the <laughs> way. That's I think of this movie when that score is brought up. We finally get to give a Vincent Price We finally watch a rating. Vincent Price movie. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, I'm, I'm so into that movie, by the way, for no reason. <laughs> he makes that movie. Otherwise, it would be so dog shit. That is the uh, 1973 Douglas Hickox movie. I agree. It is like very close to being dog shit. It's very close to being dog shit, but it is Vincent Price. Going for it. He, yes. He plays Shakespeare characters and kills people. And it's It's so fun. It's so fun. So look forward to that in April. (laughs) Like like a month. Yeah. Um, It's a good uh, one to come back to. And, uh, yeah, uh, listeners, if you have anything uh, that we should do in Tokyo, uh, let us know. Well. We might not listen to you, <laughs> but you could let us know. Yeah, if you tell me to jump off a building or something, I might just be sad. I won't do that. Yeah, don't don't tell people <laughs> to do that. <laughs> All right. I don't uh, know why I'm assuming this about you. I'm sorry. You're so hostile to our listeners. I, I, they didn't do anything to me. I'm so sorry for everything. Yeah, we love you. Please keep watching the show. Please. Listening. Listening. Watching. watching. Listening, watching. Yeah. It's an audio medium, so I don't know how they could watch it. They could look at their podcast player as the time goes down. That's scary. I don't like that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine somebody who has to. This is how I enjoy podcasts. They have to look at their player and watch the seconds tick by. Otherwise how much they... is left? How much is left? How much is left? <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. There's no more podcast left. Yeah, this is the end. Turn it off, please. <laughs> <laughs>